welcome to the Cuban Genealogy Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you research your Cuban ancestors by keeping you up to date on Cuban research with a focus on digital records. Whether you are new to family history or a seasoned pro, there's something for everyone at the Cuban Genealogy Podcast. We cover everything from parish records to cemeteries to DNA to celebrity stories with their family trees. We hope to keep you interested and entertained as you continue to research your Cuban family history. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Brian Toscobello. Welcome to Podcast 102, Using Parish Records. Before we start, we have some quick updates. First of all, cemetery news. There are now more than 2,000 interment records for the Cologne Cemetery available on findagrave.com. Findagrave.com is a free website. Uh, we also have La Salud Cemetery. It's now online, thanks to a Cuban family researcher in New Jersey. And two more cemeteries will be coming online soon. Those two cemeteries are Cementerio de Cardenas in Matanzas and Cementerio de Playa Larga. So this is truly an exciting time for online cemetery records for Cuba. You can also check out the complete list of the 23 cemeteries in the Havana area, uh, which also are located under cemetery records on the website digitalcuba.org. There are also two Cuban genealogy presentations coming up soon. Washington, D.C. in November. Those details are coming soon. And in the New York, New Jersey area in January 2019 at the Hudson County Genealogy Society. You can follow our Instagram, Facebook, and website for more information on those. We would also like to add Los Angeles and Chicago to that list. We also have Cuban Genealogy Club of Miami has their meeting at FIU on October 13th, so don't miss that meeting as well. That's all for the quick updates, and now on to the featured topic, finding parish records and how to use them in Cuba. So, first, I'd like to give you some quick facts about parishes in Cuba. And when I refer to parishes, we mean the Catholic Church. And then, after we go up over these Quick facts, we're going to do a case study where you can see just how one parish record of mine can open up a whole new array of research possibilities, making those family connections stronger and more interesting, and shedding light on our Cuban ancestors, and making it easier to document our Cuban family histories. The quick facts for parish records. Parish records that are available on Ancestry.com comes as no surprise there are zero records as in 0%. We are working on to make changes to this, and we'll save that news for a future podcast. The oldest parish records in Cuba date back to about 1580s, 1590s for both baptismal and marriage records. There are three archdioceses in Cuba, which equals to about 116 parishes, 87 in Havana, 13 parishes in Camagüey, and 16 in Santiago de Cuba. We have seen two digitation projects already um, for these parish records in Cuba. Oldest church records being at Libro de Barajas, 
These records were digitized by the Vanderbilt University, and we have that link on our website, digitalcuba.org. There was another project done by the United Kingdom at Iglesia Espiritu Santo, and that's for a very old church in Old Havana. So check out the website for both of those links. Okay, so for the case study that we're going to review, this parish record is from February 1890. It's of my great-grandfather, Inocente Ramon Bello. And in prepping for this podcast, I learned a few new details that I had overlooked earlier. I've had this document for about 10 years, but didn't realize that there's some other really interesting details. I had most of the names, but didn't realize that this baptismal record listed my grandfather's parents' occupations and their birthplaces. This baptismal record is from the San Atanasio Parish in Placetas, Via Clara, from the Cienfuegos Diocese. This is a one-page document, handwritten. It's an amazing historical record that I'm so honored to have, since these types of records do not exist online and are virtually impossible to obtain unless you or someone visits that parish personally. This document was given to me by my grandmother. So I learned three new vital records that I didn't notice originally. First of all is the baptismal date. I knew my grandfather's birth date, but about a month later he was officially baptized. So that's a new vital record that I have. Birth date in 1889, December, and with the corresponding baptismal date in February in 1890. It also has his birth time listed as well, which is 2 o'clock in the morning. And I'm sure that his mother really appreciated being in labor until the wee hours of the morning. And the third interesting fact is that it lists his father's occupation as labrador, or worker. This isn't the most helpful, but it at least lets me know at least that they included that detail. Now, there are, very, there are seven very specific items in this one document that I need to add to my research list going forward. This baptismal parish record lists six other relatives and two padrinos, or godparents, which may or may not be relatives, as well as the priest, who is also listed. And I mention the priest here because I would be curious to see if other baptismal records from my great-grandfather's siblings are also housed at that same parish you know, and done by the same priest. Just a little bit curious there. I'm hoping to get the sibling baptismal records to complete those branches of my family tree so that I can tie those to descendants to my DNA test. It's all a little bit complicated, it's challenging, but I enjoy that research puzzle. We will cover DNA Cuban cousins in a future podcast. We need to do some basic foundation with cemetery and parish records so you can build upon those DNA connections. And we would love to hear about some of your success stories where you have matched up with some long-lost cousins. I made a new cousin connection when I was in Miami in May 2018, and she was so sweet and so kind. I hope she's listening to this podcast, and I hope to visit her again the next time that I'm in South Florida. Okay, back to the record. Innocente's father, remember he was listed as a worker, is a natural de Casiguas. His mother, Catalina, is a natural de Felegresia. Now this word, Felegresia, I had to look it up 
and it means a parishioner. So I think that they're basically listing her as a as a local. The paternal grandparents are natural de Guanabo, natural de Haruko, and then maternal grandparents are natural de Cifuentes and Placetas. So I now have geographical locations for these four grandparents. And of course, they're all spread out between central Cuba all the way up to the Havana area. For the late 1800s, I was a little bit surprised that they had moved around so much. It's also interesting to note here that Cuba was in some historic turmoil during this period of my great-grandfather's birth. He was born after the Ten Years' War and just before the Spanish-American War that would start around 1895 up until 1898. He would be five to eight years old during this time. But this whole later half of the 1800s was filled with independence movements and struggles and challenges. And now to the final research discoveries from this parish record, the, padri the Padrinos. Listed are Jesus Rivero Moya and Eusebia Jimenez Bello. Now, I have never heard of either of these two people before, but the Bello name obviously is a tip-off that she could be an aunt of some sort. So I will add these two to my follow-up list and see if they show up in the future. Where I will be looking for these two specifically will be in other baptismal records for Innocento siblings, as well as cemetery records or even marriage records. I hope to have one of those blinking light bulbs over my, over my head, you know, one of those moments where these names resurface in other records. So this, for me, this is so much fun, and I can't wait to dig in deeper to, to, to find all these connections. You can find uh, a copy of this specific record under Parish Records on digitalcuba.org. In case you would like to review all of the discoveries from this one, and you know, and for me, this is a priceless document that I will treasure forever. So, as I stated earlier, this podcast is brought to you by DigitalCuba.org. Digital Cuba is focused on preserving Cuban historical records by preserving the original documents and establishing digital indexes for cemetery records and Catholic parish records. Researching in Cuba has its challenges. Cuba Digital has launched a project to digitize parish index records. This will enable family historians uh, an easier way to research these parish records without knowing an exact birth date or exact death date. For example, I have my great-grandfather's birth and death dates, but I don't have his siblings' birth dates and death dates or his parents' or extended family's birth or death dates. So having these parish records, the index, in a digital format will help me and will help everyone researching their Cuban family members. So in a future podcast, I would like to explore even more about these parish records and the variety of the records, the marriage records, how to use these records, how to reconcile a church record with a, a registered record, with a government record for marriages in the 1800s as well as the 1900s. Not all marriages in Cuba had a church connection. 
So our research checklists have to accommodate for a, a variety of record resources, record sources. And when we come back from this little quick break, we will talk briefly about the next podcast, which I hope is just as interesting as this one. It's about the Freemasons and other quote-unquote secret societies in Cuba. And are they in your family tree? And if they are, where are you going to look for those documents? They are definitely visible at the cemetery. And I never thought that my family had a connection, but surprisingly, I do have a relative that may or may not have been a member of a quote-unquote secret society. So please make sure you download the next Cuban Genealogy Podcast, Podcast 103, where we will explore if there are any Freemasons in your Cuban family tree, and where to start. Did you know that Freemasonry dates back to 1763 in Cuba? There's, very, there's a high probability that someone in your tree is a Freemason or a member of one of these other smaller secret societies, social societies. Did you know that women also participated in these secret societies in Cuba? This will be a fascinating look into a part of Cuban history that is a little more on the hidden side, but exciting to talk about. So make sure you follow us on Facebook and on Instagram and check out our updates on our website, www.digitalcuba.org. Now stay tuned for the next Cuban Genealogy Podcast where we explore these fun and exciting topics that will hopefully enrich any hidden or overlooked family histories in your Cuban family tree. In other future podcasts, we will circle back to Cuban parish records, especially as we try to find them a digital home. The dream is to be just to have a database like Ancestry.com, where you type in a few names, maybe a date, and see what kind of records could pop up. Thank you so much for tuning in, y nos vemos hasta la próxima. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Brian Tosco Bella.